In the 90s, PBS had a lot of shows everyone really slept on. Shows like The Letter People, Mark Kessler's Imagination Station, or the ever-creepy Shining Time Station. Now, that was actually the show that had uh, Thomas the Train. And uh, it was just such a fucking weird show. Uh, if you really want to go that extra mile after this, uh, if you actually listen to this episode, if you listen to it all the way through, Google Shining Time Station Jukebox. The puppets on there will fucking give you nightmares. You know, it's just such a weird... You know what? I'm not even here to talk about that, that show. But I'm actually here to talk about one of my favorite shows growing up. Ghost Rider. We don't know where he came from. He just showed up one night. What is that thing? He's not an alien. What is he? We think he might be a ghost. Be serious. He wants to be friends with us. He can't hear and he can't talk. He can lead anything. takes letters and he writes with them we're the only ones who can see him that means he wants you on the team you have to promise never to tell anybody about ghost rider hey cool we're the ghost rider team we check our clues and solve mysteries he's a ghost and he writes to us ghost rider Trip. Now, Ghost Rider premiered in October of 1992, and if I really think about it, I was, uh, uh carry the four. You know what? I was eight years old, and sadly, 92 is almost 30 years ago, and I just, you know, I just, I just feel fucking old, and to me, I'm still one of those people who believe that the 70s was 20 years ago. Uh, I hold the 90s that close to the chest. And you know what? We're not even here to talk about my sad state of affairs. We're here to talk about this lovely TV show uh, that served an educational purpose. Now, I know what you're thinking. Education. Well, fucking learn. But if you really think about it, anytime you watch a documentary on Netflix, you're learning something. And it, they found a way to catch your attention. And that's exactly what the show did for me. The show pretty much taught you reading and writing skills, or if anybody would like to go back to elementary school, language arts. And uh, it, it did it with the fun murder. Oh, like, no, I wouldn't say murder mystery. Jeez, that's just a little too much for a PBS show. But it, it did it with the, with the mystery. And each mystery was like four episodes long, and they were actually just 30 minutes apiece. So Ghost Rider was released from a book. Uh, one of the main characters, his name was Jamal. And him and his dad, you know, let me get to this real quick. His dad was played by Samuel L. Jackson. Now, at the time, he wasn't known for that one word. But now when I watch it back, you kind of just wait for it. And I think you know exactly what word I'm talking about. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. You owe me some money, motherfucker. 
you motherfuckers talking about? Motherfucker, I eat everything. I eat the pussy, I eat the butt, I eat every motherfucking thing. Motherfucker, motherfucker, I'll chew his ass up. Motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. You a smart motherfucker? English, motherfucker, 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 motherfucker. We're not gonna store the motherfucker. Motherfucker, I'm on the motherfucker. Motherfucker, motherfucker, I'm a mushroom cloud land. That's the word. Yep, that's uh, <laughs> that's the one we were all waiting for. Anytime you see Samuel Jackson. You kind of think, okay, he's going to fucking say it. You're waiting for him to say it. Kind of like that scene in The Simpsons where Bart's trying to say, I didn't do it. And every all the kids turn around and look at him. Say the line, Bart. I didn't do it. Yeah! That's exactly to me what, how it, it feels watching a Samuel Jackson movie. You kind of wait for him to fucking say it. It's like his calling card. It's like any one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's quotes. But anyways... They knock over the book while they're moving and Ghost Rider, you know, he kind of he gets released from this book because apparently he was trapped in there. He doesn't know anything about himself. He doesn't know where he's at. He doesn't know what what went on, what year, what anything is. And he only lets certain people see him. Now, Ghost Rider, he doesn't talk. Um, he can't hear, so you can't speak to him, but you have to write to him. Like, if you write anything, he can read it and pick it up. And he communicates back by pulling letters off of anything that's around you. You know, whether it be a sign or another book or a magazine or a poster, whatever it is. He pulls all the letters out and he and you can see him. Now, the thing is, is only certain people can see them. Now, this group of ghostwriter, the ghostwriter team, they were just pretty much acquaintances. And he brought them all together for that one purpose. And that purpose was to... You know, find out Ghost Rider's true identity. What happened to him? Because he knows nothing of himself and they know nothing of him because he's not really a, a figure. He's just like a little circle with some. He looks like he's got Wi-Fi on top of him. And that's really what he is, like a little symbol. And we'll, we'll get to the, the identity of Ghost Rider a little later. But these kids are trying to help him along the way, trying to find himself. And shit happens around them to where they actually have to solve it. Now, each saga is about four episodes apiece, and they're about 30 minutes. But the storytelling is great in each one of them. They always leave you with a badass cliffhanger at the end. And throughout the show, you have to get your own notebook and a pen, and what they call it a case book, and you write out all the clues. At the beginning of every show, they kind of recap it. You go through all your clues, and you're, trying, you're still trying to figure it out. So now they got you hooked. But all these stories, all these mysteries... They're each cheesy and cringy and just you look at it and you're like, oh my God, this is fucking awesome. And uh, like I said, the storytelling is just amazing in this. It keeps you really engaged. Even as an adult, I actually still watch this show from time to time and I'm just like, wow, you know, even though I know exactly what the fuck's going to happen, it's just one of those like, okay, this is just great. Get a pencil in your case book out and keep track of the clues because the Ghostwriter team is on the case. One of my favorite mysteries was who burned down Mr. Brinker's store. Now, Mr. Brinker was an asshole. Um, he framed Jamal and said that Jamal set fire to his video store. Now, he, he, he rented tapes. He sold tapes. You know, whatever. And Mr. Brinker was played by Max Wright. If anybody doesn't remember who Max Wright is, he sadly passed away in 2019. But he will always be remembered in my eyes as Willie Tanner from ALF. Hey, Willie. Alf. Willie. Alf. 
Willie? We were worried sick about you. Really? Were you throwing up and everything? Here's a bit of a spoiler alert. Mr. Brinker burns down his own store. He was going to get sued for copyright infringement, decided to burn all the evidence. Um, he was caught double taping movies and selling them. Yeah, double taping. You know, where you copy VHS to VHS. Could I just VCR right quick? I want to double tape. Hell no! It's the Meg! Now, with this mystery comes the end of Samuel L. Jackson as Jamal's father. Uh, you don't really see too much of his dad as he is a, an engineer or an architect of some sort. And he's always on business trips. So Jamal really just, you know, he stays with his grandmother. She watches over him. And Jamal has a friend named Alex. Now, going to Alex, he is the main topic of one of my other favorite mysteries. And that's to catch a creep. What did you just say? The reason it's one of my favorites is because Alex gets roasted all through his class president campaign. And somehow the person who's running against him is finding out all this shit about Alex. And he's posting it on the walls at school, making poster boards, you know, you name it. Alex is getting fucking roasted left and right. Now, I'm not going to ruin the ending because it's just ridiculous. But this whole mystery is just full of cringe, full of just 90s hard cringe. And I loved every minute of it. And uh, you really hear a really cheesy campaign song. One of you, one of you. I am 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 one of you. Now, not all mysteries are that fucking cheesy. Some of them are actually really serious. Into the Light is one of them. Now, this mystery in particular is really just uh you know it's one of those where he's like wow you it's really keeping you at your edge of your seat because you don't know where this is going at all it involves a homeless veteran named double t now double t is played by david patrick kelly who's famously known for his line in the warriors double t becomes friends with Rob. Now, Rob is the introvert of the Ghost Rider team. He's not fucking, he's not goth or anything. He's just that weird, you know, not weird. He's just that one kid that likes to keep to himself. He doesn't like to be involved with people. He kind of just wants to be left alone. But Ghost Rider's kind of pulled him into his world and trying to break him out of his shell. So, one day, Rob sees Double T all the time selling his poetry. One day, Double T just goes up missing. And they're really trying to find him and throughout this whole process, you start finding more of the backstory of Double T. Some of his poetry is just really dark. And it's not like over the top, like super adult dark. It's just what else we're like, wow, these are really a uh, his poetry. Just it tells you about his time in in Vietnam. And uh, it's one of like I said, it's one of the more serious stories, but it's one of the best ones they've ever had. Some of these episodes just don't age as well. Um, who is Max Mouse is one of them. During the early stages of the internet. Jeez, uh, I don't even know how to explain this. It's about a computer hacker. And anybody who had a modem in the 90s, you thought you were a fucking hacker. 
Don't even act like you you didn't even have that thought in your mind. But anyways, this hacker played a mean prank and said that the principal had died. It sent it to everybody's computer in the computer rooms back then when they had those in the 90s and saying that the principal had died. After that, they had an assembly. The principal was like, hey, I'm still alive, whatever. And then they get into this. What's a modem? A modem is like, it's like a telephone for computers. Computers with modems can't talk to each other. I just got this one for my birthday. So you mean a hacker didn't have to be in the school to give the computer a virus? Right. Max Mouse could have used a modem to call the Hurston computer. If that doesn't put a gray hair on you, I don't know what will. So, the Ghost Rider team connects their own modem, and they use Ghost Riders to go through the World Wide Web. And uh, he cannot go through Max Mouse's uh, protection wall. He, he can't get through it, so he can't figure it out. So... You know, there's, they, they go to chat rooms, they do all these things. And yeah, you know, back then when chat rooms were a, were a harm to people, and they probably still are. And uh, they find out that the true identity, you know, of Max Mouse is uh, this, this new girl who tries to act all cool and shit. Uh, she's actually played by Julia Stiles, you know, from 10 Things I Hate About You. Or uh, what was that other shitty movie she was in? Save the Last Dance. Do you know anything about hackers? Can you jam with the console cowboys in cyberspace? What? Ever read Neuromancer? Huh? Ever experienced the new wave? Next wave? Dream wave? Or cyberpunk? I didn't think so. I'll handle the hacker stories. Now, earlier you heard me speak about the sole purpose of the Ghostwriter team. And that was to help him find his identity. Sadly, we don't get that closure. The series was canceled in 1997 due to a lack of funding. Uh, The show, it was a hit for PBS, but somehow they just didn't have the money to keep producing more episodes. Kind of reminds you of the finale to ALF. It shouldn't even have ended that way. And it was very depressing. For as an example, ALF was supposed to go back to Melmac. He had been in contact with his home planet finally for like two episodes. It was a two-parter. The whole time the FBI had been listening in. So when the Tanner family took him to the pickup spot and the spaceship finally came, the FBI shows up, draws their guns out at Alf. That's exactly how it fucking ended. What a shitty way to go, right? They tried to redeem themselves by making a made-for-TV movie called Project Alf that had nothing to do with the the Tanner family. It, It just wasn't all that great. But it shouldn't have had that that type of ending and in 2010 Kermit Fraser the creator the writer and the producer of Ghost Rider finally revealed the story that, that that everybody was looking for it had been revealed that Ghost Rider was a slave during the Civil War he had been going around teaching reading and writing until the slave owners found out and killed him his soul was trapped in that very same book that Jamal and his father knocked over in the pilot episode. So if you really think about it, what a huge missed opportunity and what an amazing episode that would have made and a great finale and it would have been very memorable, especially for fans like myself. Now, if you heard my last two episodes, you're probably wondering, a kid's show? You just talked about horror movies. Well, 
this whole podcast is based upon cult classics. And a cult classic doesn't have to be a horror movie to do that. It can be anything. Anything that wasn't received by millions of fans. They didn't have the legions behind them. You know, they didn't get the notoriety or the fame. But it had that small following. That's a cult classic. And, uh, you know, like I said, this whole podcast was just created based upon seeing posts after post after post on social media of people, you know, showing pictures saying, hey, am I the only one that remembers this or do you guys remember that? And I'm here to say that, no, you're not the only one. I remember a lot of stuff. I I would watch a lot of just nonstop TV when I was a kid. I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't play sports. I didn't do anything fun. All I did was just sit down and watch TV. Kind of like uh, uh, the cable guy, you know, the Jim Carrey movie. He, where When he was a kid, all he did was just watch TV all day long. So that was me. So I have like a huge wealth of knowledge of things. And, you know, I, I hope that with some of these episodes, you get the spark. That memory gets the spark. And you get that feeling of nostalgia to where... You know, it takes you back to a happier time because these days, I don't know where the world's going to these days, but, you know, a lot of us do wish that we can go back in time sometimes. I think that if that makes sense, <laughs> but enough of this uh, gooish. Uh, you can catch me on social, um, actually on Instagram at slash underscore Morris and the podcast slash underscore vision underscore TV. So. I'll see you guys next time. Exercise your head. Read. Gooster is brought to you in part by Nike. Additional bucks that keep our team supreme come from public television viewers like you and me. The Corporation for Public Broadcasting. The John Dean Catherine T. McCarver Foundation. The Pew Charitable Trust. And the U.S. Department of Education. But you can't save all on breath. I bet you can.